You are listening to a podcast from McKeary International. Andrew Rathbone interviews Richard Hyam, International Sector Head, Finance and Professional Services, about the challenges of cross-selling within relationship management. Richard, good afternoon. Hi, how are you doing? I'm very well indeed. Uh, Actually, this afternoon, I want to take you back to a conversation we were having some weeks ago. Like you, I've heard from financial institutions that cross-selling is important for their growth targets. It's important in helping them to secure their relationships. And it's especially important in helping them to develop their profitability. But also, I hear them saying that uh, they find it difficult and also that they're frequently disappointed that the potential opportunity for cross-selling has not yielded the results that they uh, they were anticipating. Why do you think that is? Well, some of it's about policy. And uh, just a quick story. There's a Scandinavian bank I'm aware of who made a policy that if a customer bought more than five products from a branch... That made them a really important customer and they'd automatically get transferred to head office. I've heard of this. Mysteriously and extraordinarily, every customer that was on four products was dissuaded hugely by every branch manager from buying that magical fifth product that would mean that they'd lose control of the customer. So some of it's about stupid policy. Well, yeah, and you, you can put yourself in the, in the minds of, that, of those people managing those relationships and I can see myself doing exactly the same thing if I was going to lose the relationship. Exactly. But I think uh, I, I would I boil it down to four main issues that seem to, one, stand in the way of good cross-selling, but two, are very overcomable. Okay, so what are the four issues and how do you tackle them? Well, the four that come up again and again for us are reward, trust, knowledge and process. Okay, tell me about reward first then. Is this just about paying people to do stuff? It's partly that. Uh, As uh, one leasing sales manager put it to me in Chicago last year, yeah, Richard, you're right. All my guys are coin-operated. Broadly, if you don't pay people to do things, you have to ask, well, why should they do it? You can't stretch corporate responsibility too far. So you do need a reward structure that at least makes it neutral for people to cross-sell. It is amazing that if you get it right, the reward makes a difference. A few years ago, talking to somebody who said that their relationship managers could not sell asset finance. They not only refused, they said it was impossible. The bank introduced a different reward structure, didn't do anything about marketing, didn't do anything about training, just paid relationship managers to sell asset finance and their sales went up by 25% in a year. What couldn't be sold 12 months before, spookily enough, we pay you to do it and amazingly it becomes saleable. So reward is important. Okay, I agreed. You also mentioned trust though and that seems to me to be a completely different issue to reward. Yeah, I think we underestimate the big trust that we're asking people to do if I introduce you to my customer. Sure. 
maybe you've come from a different company that we've just acquired. I don't know your culture. I don't know how you'll deal with my customers. So I'm fearful. I'm putting my relationship at risk because if you foul up, I'm going to bear the brunt of my customer's anger. I'm not sure that I trust you to keep me informed. Now, you've got a huge responsibility if you've been introduced to my customer to tell me what's going on, to behave in a way that engenders trust. And I think that relationship managers need to show trust, but they also need to encourage the trust of others. I can see that. So I think going back, you mentioned reward, trust, and I think knowledge was next on your list. Yeah, knowledge and, and process were the two other things. Uh, knowledge is a tricky one. I see some cross-selling failing because of too little knowledge. And I see some cross-selling failing because of too much knowledge. I remember a, uh, one of the big four accountants, part of their business showing me very proudly an enormous binder full of glossy information that was designed to explain to other parts of their corporate finance business what each unit did. I didn't like to ask them how many billable hours had gone in. Sure. I was absolutely certain that nobody else read this enormous tome. Indeed. Too much knowledge. We don't need that much information. Sometimes it's just enough to know. Well, it's knowing just enough. There's a a corporate banker who used to come up with a lovely line about their fleet leasing service. She used to say, I'm not an expert in our leasing offer, but I am an advocate of our leasing offer. You sometimes don't need more than, than that. Sure. Um, it's getting the balance right that's, that's the key thing. Balance is tricky. Okay, I agree. And equally, there seems to me to be a link between knowledge and process. Because I think too many organisations have focused on spreading around product knowledge, but not enough have had the actual process, so people know how to go about it. What are your thoughts there? I think that's right. I mean, before I leave knowledge, my view is, our view is, that round about a single page is enough. Okay. It's a single page that all it needs to contain is, what does this department do? What kind of situations are attractive to them? What are they looking to get involved in? What are the issues to look out for? And who do you speak to? And, and what the process is if you need to cover things off? Sure. It's about a page. Uh, I've seen it work and seen it work extraordinarily well. But you're right. Uh, the process is really, really important. Okay, yeah, tell me more about the process then, Richard. Well, I think, again, there are two mistakes which people make. Uh, usually born of the fact there is no process. It's all random. You can define the steps of cross-selling into a number of elements. But at some point, I've got to, if I'm the introducer, I need to know how far do I take the conversation with my contact before I introduce the specialist. Yes. The process needs to define what that point is. If it's too early, you waste highly expensive specialist resource and you, fr you frustrate your specialists because you bring them into situations and they say, why the hell did I get up at four o'clock in the morning to come for something that there was nothing there? Indeed. However, if you don't define the process early enough, if I don't bring you in soon enough, when you do come in, 
I've already damaged the sale because I've I didn't know not to go down that route or I didn't know to explain this or explain that so again we waste resource by bringing the specialist in late so the process needs to define when do you bring the specialist in it needs to define the resources that are required it needs to look at things like cost of sale and what are the advances what are the steps that are needed in that process if we get that right the job does become easier sure so we've got a we've got a picture here involving reward involving trust knowledge and a clearly defined kind of process or, or series of steps defining best practice so where does the relationship manager fit into this picture well the relationship manager's got the view of the overall relationship the relationship manager is able to see where the opportunities lie cross-selling is not about force feeding a customer with your products until they scream for mercy it's about saying where's the fit between what we've got and what they need and then bringing the resources together managing the timing what's the order in which we sh should do things not overwhelming the customer measuring how we're doing looking at where the profitability is coming and making sure that we're taking an intelligent coordinated overview so that the customer thinks it's good to work with this group they're continually bringing me new ideas they're not overwhelming us and that's good news because that is what gives the key to sustained profit listening to this podcast from Mercury International. If you'd like to discuss any of these issues with Richard or Andrew, please call me, Claire Newton, on plus four four one nine three two eight four four eight five five.